It's spooky season, I've been told. So can I tell you a quick uh, scary story? As long as it's not too scary, sure. Well, this, this, this one's kind of terrifying. So earlier today, I was I was hungry and I didn't want to go. I, I didn't want to break out the the snack drawer, so I went and got myself a nice blue barn salad. And I did the scariest thing imaginable. Before I hit checkout, I forgot the fries. <gasps> so I accidentally ate healthy, no. and even though I was trying, because instead of getting a sandwich, I got a nice winter kale salad. I was trying to be healthy, but of course, I was obviously, like, I, I know myself, I was going to get fries to counter it out so that I'm still a terrible person, and you, you still have that immense shame. But, yeah, I forgot the fries. And then I sat there for about five minutes thinking, do I do a second order, which is just fries? And I thought, no, that's going to be too shameful. So I didn't. So I ate a salad for the sake of eating a salad. And now I don't know what to do. Kind of, kind of been out of sorts all day. Are you going to be able to do the show? Like, should, we, should we postpone? I do have some emergency potato chips that are not... I don't know if I can wheel over. I don't know if I can reach with the headphone cable, but we'll, we'll see if I can survive. I would have just put in a second order with just fries. I had the checkout screen going, but I was like, who... And also, I think maybe it was a bit of decision, uh, eh, decision paralysis. Because I have never had, and I didn't know they had these, Blue Barn apparently has tater tots. Oh, yeah, they sure do. And I'm a big fan of tater tots. Uh, what is maybe, I don't know if it's ever been a chef special. It's probably an offline chef special. Um, but there's a very, there's a very uh, fun bar in uh, Oakland's Temescal neighborhood called North Light. Uh, great drinks and good, good vibe. And it's got a, it, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, but it's, they're known for tater tots. And it's just, drinks are nicer with, with, with tater tots on the table. So. And I do bring this story up because next week there will be more to talk about with that type of situation. With, uh, with what situation? Uh, potatoes in general. Hmm. Is that, that a bit of a tease? A little bit. Okay. And also, again, it's, 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 this is, uh, is Halloween Eve a thing? We can make it a thing if you want to. Not really. I hate Halloween. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, this, it is, I guess, this story kind of turned turned this into a spooky evening. Uh, much more so than the Apple event. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is this is, I guess, I don't, I don't think I have a name for it. Just like I don't have a name for the other thing I'm going to talk next week. But again, a reminder to any adult who still has a sweet tooth left: mm. uh, November first okay. is our national holiday, which is uh, something I just discovered when I was eight years old. Is that you can not go trick or treating, and you can just go buy the candy that you actually like. For fifty percent off at the, uh, I guess in the Bay Area, it's, it would be called a Walgreens. That's that's very mature beyond your years kind of Carlosy thing to do. Oh, of course, yeah. Again, we didn't, we didn't, we don't have a name, and we've talked about it before. But again, that that yeah, that is our. Just like today is allegedly National Candy Corn Day, which what, what an abomination, of <laughs> fucked up holiday that is. Is any one of those candies where, like, you can pretend, like, at some point people liked it, like, mounds or something? Like, no, it's, it's trash. Also, as an adult, I recently had um, peanut M&Ms. They do nothing for me. And I, and they, I think they used to as a kid. I so, think, I think yeah. peanut M&Ms are probably the worst M&M. No, regular, regular classic M&Ms are 
one step uh, uh, even raccoons won't eat them like they're they're terrible no 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 the best ones are the peanut butter m&ms those oh are, yeah those the, those are quite good because they're basically definitely. Reese's pieces which are yeah 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 um and then I have one other thing before we get an actual serious business. And this is, this is probably something that could have been an evergreen opener, but, I, but it's been on my mind and I keep forgetting about it because it, it involves Vince Gilligan. Um, are there any TV shows that you've thoroughly enjoyed but have zero interest in rewatching? Thoroughly enjoyed, zero interest rewatching. And I'll, I'll tee this up just because I'm, I'm, okay. I've re, I restarted uh, Mad Men rewatch. And I think I've watched the series uh, once when it, well, I mean, when it was on and then maybe twice in full, like in the intervening decade since. And that show is great. That, that, that has a lot of rewatch. Like, it's not like a Parks and Recreation where you just throw on a random episode. But like, it's, it's, a, it's a good rewatch. But I was thinking about it. And while I very, very, very much enjoyed Better Call Saul, I kind of don't think I ever want to watch it again. My answer was probably going to be Breaking Bad. And I think for maybe a similar reason where I feel like in that show, so much of the tension was legitimately just not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and in better, I mean, well, this is one of the amazing things about Better Call Saul was you you knew where it had to end, but the way that they got there was was very unexpected. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think going back and rewatching where you didn't have that uncertainty and, and tension around that uncertainty, I just I think would take a lot away. I mean, it would still be a really good show, but just not yeah, the but same. D- yeah, because I, th- I think like so much of like a show like Mad Men, it was not what was happening like the, the the stakes were not like whether or not lucky strike was gonna prove approve the thing or what like nobody like even like succession which is again you still watch but like but the business machinations and like the the deals like that's that's secondary it's the human drama so that seeing like i don't know like it, I, it's still fun and or or re- oddly rewarding seeing uh, the ways that don drapers is a terrible person like the the episode where he runs away from his family during his it's in the first season in his uh and his daughter's birthday party because he doesn't like domestic life and then comes home and apologizes it with a golden retriever he he's a really bad person and it was known from the first season mm-hmm. so that show holds up so well but yeah and i feel like that's probably challenge like it's well in terms of like the economics of it like it has enough like longevity and shelf life because like other people watch the show later but yeah it's not one of those ones where it's gonna be a cash cow like seinfeld where people just want nobody nobody's watching breaking bad for just to have nice because they like the faces of the characters breaking bad didn't get um syndicated is that what you're saying even this uh i forget what channel it was on but even the i never the sopranos is never a show i watched and people say it's legitimately good but i just feel like i would not like it but it once got syndicated for basic cable and they they cut out most of the violence in the and the uh, the HBO language, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. I I assume it would be like fourteen minutes long. Then I I don't know. But all right, but there's no other show. It's just Vince Gilligan. Basically, he's he's a one not a one hit wonder, but he's a one watch wonder. Well, I mean, the only other show that immediately came to mind was Lost, but some part of me 
would actually be kind of interested in rewatching that show, but is the rational I, I, part of me knows that going back and rewatching it would probably just make me angry about that show all over again. Well, so is was Lost because I know again I didn't watch either two two of the three shows I'm about to mention. Heroes was the one that everybody enjoyed, but just was only good for three quarters of a season, right? Yeah, it got off to a really strong start and kind of went off the rails pretty quick. Yeah. And then Lost was three seasons, and oh, it was good much, for... Much longer than that. I think it was... Was that... But I remember that seasons? show... I remember that show, like, everybody really, really, really liked it for, like, two full seasons. But then they... Did it, how soon did it become unwatchable? Um, so Lost, I mean, this is, this is, you know, going back into the, like, gosh, that first season was 2004, I want to say. Um, so testing my memory a bit here, but, um, first season was really good. I think people may have started souring it even towards the end of the second season that that show i think had a couple of big things one was you know it, it was a classic example of like a really good pilot and a really good concept but not a not like a long-term sort of script already in mind so it was, it was like Aaron sorkin show it was like <laughs> it's like oh shoot this show is popular we got to write more seasons of it um which is like the complete opposite of a, of a show like For All Mankind, for example, where that show was pitched as like a, I think, six or seven season show. And, and it, it really shows. It, it's, it's been, you know, three seasons now. And I think the, the fourth season's about to come out. And, and each season's gotten progressively better. Like you can really tell like the story's been well thought through. And that, that was very much not the case with Lost. And then the other thing with that show is it really, really got hit by the writer's strike, the, the last writer's strike. Um, there was this huge hiatus, and it just, it kind of, that, that wasn't doing it any favors either, I don't think. But yeah, I, I, I am, I'm a little curious if maybe if you were to kind of binge watch that show where you were better to, you know, better able to remember things and stuff if it would maybe be a little better lost yeah because i mean there with lost when, when the writer strike was happening i mean there was a huge gap between seasons like four and five or maybe between three and four and then they did kind of the amc thing where they like kind of split up like the last like the last season was basically one season but they split split it into twos and there was like another gap that that show was that show was such a mess both story-wise and like everything going on around it but i i, I would be kind of intrigued to to rewatch it if i'm honest because i also don't i also don't remember a lot about that show so <laughs> i feel like maybe going back and rewatching it i actually would um kind of maybe be re-surprised by some things whereas i still feel like with breaking bad i remember like the main the main beats yeah because it, it might be worth watch like because it's just it's extremely well made and just in terms of like 
I, I assume like it is sitting down without your like, with, without your phone and just watching an episode like the, the drama probably still hits but it's not that just like edge of your seat just like because you, you you know what happens but the but from a like from a cinema cinema to whatever the past tense of cinema, cinematography would be uh like yeah it's just it's a beautiful show that just is yeah it's, it's it's very it's very good so maybe but i don't feel like that's a bingeable show where maybe lost wasn't scary like it was supposed to be like how are they going to get off the island and there's something with a hatch but like it's not there's no do people die in it of like oh sure yeah i mean there but, no... it's, but it's not like but it's not like a a, a like a terrifying or it's not like a breaking bad kind of like you know why and there's like stakes right it's you know from what i remember it there there were definitely tense moments but it's more sci-fi so it's not the Mm. same kind of tension as a as a breaking bad and a reminder that gray's anatomy is still being made (laughs) but also i I mean i mean good on you for going back and and re-watching mad men but considering how much new stuff there is to watch and how little of it I've gotten to like the thought of taking some of that time and just going back and rewatching something I've already seen I I that I don't quite get that but again more well, more no, power but, to you well no no it's because I and I think we've talked about this like I uh, one again have uh, <laughs> uh, attention problems or or just like uh, attention problems and phone addiction where if there's something I really, really want to watch, I will like put my phone in the other room and I will sit down and like watch it on the good TV and like and it'll be appointment viewing. And I don't have a show has to be really, really good for that to be the case. Like, I don't watch a lot of movies in, or media, but I kind of stuff like I kind of was like Mad Men is like a not on in the back, like it's mostly on in the background. Like, I'm not sitting there watching it and using, like, from, I'm not, like, blocking out, like, 7 to 10 p.m. and being like, this, this is my Mad Men time. Like, it's more like, hey, I'm like I'm in, in Lightroom and I just want something in, on the background and I don't want to just, like, re-listen to a podcast. It's, it's, it's that for me. So, so it's, not, it's not actually taking up my full time, but, like, I'm not, like, I still have, uh, I've, I'm only two episodes into season two of The Bear because, like, that needs the right headspace and attention to appreciate how good it is so that's not going to be that's not photo editing background entertainment yeah i mean it, it's a very common thing that people do passively watching shows like just having something on in the background it's, it's literally I, that, sustained that, the entire hgtv network <laughs> that that also just just doesn't make any sense to me like if, I, if, I, if I if I'm if I if I have the if no, I have the, like a show on I'm I'm watching the show. That is not true. You, we have talked about this, and you literally said that hey, just having like house hunters or drive or some like or groceries games like what, what, what like you say like you just have chopped in the background. I swear to God, we've talked about this. It's no, it's not on in the background. I'm I'm actively watching it because you got to get all the nuances. Uh, <laughs> sports would be the kind of the only thing that's really ever on in the background uh shout out to uh unknowing friend of the show mike isaac who had a very keen observation apparently about uh chopped which is that if you ever uh, get told that your plating is very good you're going home yep 
Mm-hmm. And you said that resonates. It, I have it, no, it, I have no framework. Yeah, no, it, it, I think it, it's not just a chopped thing. I think on any of the food competition shows, if the judges are complimenting your presentation before flavor, it's, it's a, it's a bad sign because judges typically don't, they don't just like put somebody on blast. They, they don't just go, this sucks. Like they'll, you know, they'll, they'll try to ease into their criticism if they don't like it. And a, a classic way of doing that is by, you know, saying like, oh, you know, it looks, looks nice, but tastes like garbage okay all right what? <laughs> enough of that all right um but- it is it is late i am tired so i would suggest we be you you drive what, what's the what's the right word here um <clears throat> let's be let's be mission driven mission driven <laughs> let's 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 be techno optimists and um so of of the main topics, I'm going to we're suggest gonna, we're tabling gonna... the NBA rights stuff because I have not yet read that Wall Street Journal article, but want to. We're, we're going to table Cruz. Okay. I feel like that's going to be a longer conversation. Um, also, prob- if we talked about it now, I feel like there's going to be new stuff that comes out and the conversation is going to maybe be outdated kind of quickly. So yeah, okay, we'll we'll let that one marinate. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I, I think we hit, let's, hit let's some of this about... quick stuff, maybe. Okay, no, no, we're we're, we're gonna we'll, we'll talk about Apple stuff, and well, actually, do we even have Apple stuff in here at all? Well, so that yeah, we we do, but I, I'd say let's hit some of this grab bag stuff, and then we can hit the Apple thing. Okay, well, sure. unless unless you, unless you got you need to talk no, no, about no, the no, service no. fee thing, is that is that what you're hovering? We we, over we here? maybe will we maybe will, but don't, don't follow my cursor. I'll put it back in the garden. Get, <laughs> get out um let's let, okay let's 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 uh jump well let's let since you suggest this let's go with you being a bad person mm. so you're back on the la cologne train for the worst possible flavor apparently uh, so i debated at multiple points in the ordering process and shipping process to to tease this in the thing but but decided to to wait until i actually got this coffee and had a chance to to try it. So I, I, I got suckered into the same thing that I think has happened to both of us multiple times where I got an Instagram ad for a new or in this case seasonal flavor of La Colombe. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Is that what we landed on? I don't um, know, but I also would like to put my stake in the ground that I that I don't agree with any of this. But okay. <laughs> well I don't maybe not via Instagram, but you have Maybe through wandering through Trader Joe's no. or a grocery no. store or something. Not not recently, I li- but in the I past. I literally, I literally have a standing item in OmniFocus in my grocery list that says La Colombe is gross. Don't buy them, even though they're cheap. No, but that that's anyway. my that's my point is you've you've learned from your mistakes in the past, so you don't well, but, do but, it but anymore. I, but, well, but I'm not like you, where you you get the siren call of seasonal <laughs> flavors. Yes, I just want caffeine real fast it it it's se- seasonal flavors are definitely a soft spot of of, of mine spoken uh, like a dunkin american <laughs> it's that's a good example um so this is the la colombe oat milk salted caramel latte the the reason i was drawn to this is because i enjoy oat milk and i enjoy <laughs> caramel flavored stuff and the, the nutritional facts on this you know, was not not the worst, which is kind of one of the good things that the low cologne stuff's got going for it. Is it's it's not the best, but it's not a um, 
we talked about on the show the you know duncan has um like cold coffee drinks now have we, we have we talked about this at all online or offline we have but i'm also flummoxed by the fact but your revisionist history which is that you have always hated oat milk until very recently uh well but. yeah no i i'm a, i'm an oat milk convert for sure well I, I don't even know if i had really i don't know if i actively disliked it i had just sort of like dismissed it um because i think like years and years and years ago i tried almond milk and didn't like that and so i kind of just dismissed all alternative milks out of hand um but but yeah you know a couple years ago or so um tried oat milk in a in a starbucks thing and and, and really liked it and still really like it and so I, you know, gave gave these these La Colombe drinks a try, and I'm telling you, man, they're they're really, really good. Okay, I'm glad that, I'm glad it comes on that you like. That's the review. Okay, good. Um, in the Duncan vertical, these were next to the Baby Yoda goldfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there's a limited edition. This is in the Slack. Yeah, um, I've I've uh, I've I've had I've had these. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to think you said you saw them, but no, you, you, you've had them. I, I had them last year, I think, and they're, they're fine. They, I recall them not really having a ton of flavor. Like they were kind mm-hmm. of bland. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these are awesome. the Duncan Pumpkin Spice Grams, which is a very, um, very odd combination. A couple, a couple of BD folks... I don't know. Well, and I had also, one, one too many cocktails or something one night. I feel like the sentence "naturally flavored" with other natural flavors is probably something like legal related because that makes absolutely no pr- sense. Probably some yeah legal loophole that, that they're uh, threading the needle on. It's like how a Lacroix is like naturally essenced, but with what? <laughs> anyway, uh, I. Okay, so related in the beverage vertical, um, I recently found out that uh, Golden State Cider has a non-alcoholic version of their Mighty Dry Cider, which I tried and is not bad. Hmm. So I bring this up one. Also, I don't know why I think this, and you can tell me if I'm off base here, but like non-alcoholic beer or like uh, mocktails or things like that. It it was the exact same price as the regular thing, and I don't know why I feel like it should be cheaper, but that that kind of threw me. Well, it, it's for... it's like um, when bottled water is the same price, or sometimes even more expensive than a soda in a vending machine. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, like, wait, what? Like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Oh well, that's well, also well, it's corn subsidies. <laughs> not, not to make it all political, but it is it is frustrating, and well, it's also, I mean, a public health issue of why things are the way they are where gatorade with 30 grams of sugar per eight ounces is uh cheaper than or the same price as water uh sometimes maybe why we're not doing so good as a country mm-hmm. anyway um but no this the, but the cider thing like one it's good and i've always uh i've i, I bought it because i kind of i struggle with trying to think of what is what is what is the what's the after six o'clock drink when you don't want to drink because like it, you, mornings are for espresso and iced coffee, then the rest of the waking hours are mostly just sparkling water. But if you've just had sparkling water all day, well, you need something for for like dinner time. And also, if you don't want to 
have a drink every night. That's kind of yeah. So I, I feel I feel like it, where it fits, but also um, just if you were to get like just like I don't know, apple juice or like something like that, like that that is so sugar heavy. Whereas this Golden State cider non alcoholic thing is, I think for sixteen ounces is like nine grams of sugar, which is not bad. So worth worth a try the next time you're at the grocery store. That's that that's yeah that that's smart because I, I I also have that same thing where. In the evening, if you want something to drink, but you don't want anything alcoholic, yeah. Th- like so, so then, so what? What do you? What do well, you this, have? Well, yeah, because like I, uh, over a decade ago, uh, when I was trying to like be healthier, like cut sodas out of my life, mm-hmm. and which is which I'm very happy with. But now, like, kind of what? Like, I, I don't. Are do people do adults drink like a diet coke with dinner? Like, what? Are, what are people drinking? Uh, yeah, like just I just, just water. A lot of that, yeah. But like, just water isn't enough and also like i mean i'm I'm absolutely not uh like a temperance person or somebody against drinking but just kind of like you want something where where that every other night when you're not having a glass of wine or a beer or something that that yeah so, so i feel like that the... oh, sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say so i think that's gonna fit the bill so what what did this that your picture how well has... when what day was this uh this was like back, was a while ago back on the the 9th of october so are these okay. are these two cans? Is is one the alcoholic version? Yeah. So the oh, so okay. in the in the first picture, the left one is the regular one, and then the right, and that's and I do think from a from a branding and product design perspective, I actually think it's cute where the colors are inverted. Inverted, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the so instead of mighty dry, there's dry and mighty alcohol removed cider, and then I gave uh, the nutrition facts on it. So yeah, the alcohol free one, sixty calories for the entire can, and uh oh yeah, sorry, twelve grams of sugar. Um, but yeah, it's huh. pretty, pretty solid. I, yeah. I would, I would, yeah. Yeah. I, um, to be honest, I don't think I've ever really tried any sort of non-alcoholic beer or cocktail or anything. There is um, also, cause I, cause again, I've, I've been experimenting with this cause I just, I want, again, I want something that's not water and also just not yeah, where there's right. there's a brand of there's there's two brands that i have tried of non-alcoholic beer but it's also from somebody who hates beer mostly uh it, it's called athletic brewing company all, oh, all yeah. of them are, yeah. all of them are bad i've tried mm. i've tried several of them they're not good but there's a, a brand called partake brewing that one's good like not not amazing but it's it's entirely passable but this is somebody who does not like beer so that's where I think the cider uh, is 100% in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I I would be more drawn towards trying this cider than I would be a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I've tried a I've tried a couple of like zero proof or, or like extremely low alcohol content wines, and yeah, they've all sucked. So, yeah. but it'd be a bit, yeah, I can definitely it doesn't. But here's the thing: it, it, the cider does not. Like you can't do a taste test with it. It doesn't taste exactly the same, but it tastes good. It tastes different, but good. So don't don't try them too close together because you'll you'll be disappointed or or just expecting something different. And yeah, no that 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 makes sense. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um. I will. I will give this a try. I, I do. I do like Golden State Cider. Yeah. I don't know if it's at Whole Foods yet, but for people in. Northern California, they have it at Berkeley Bowl and Nugget Markets. I think you can uh, also, I mean, if you're, <clears throat> yeah, well, this wouldn't be a good way to try it probably, but if, if you were like, all in on this, I think you can just order directly from Golden State Cider too. And I think they'll just ship it to you. 
Well, your <laughs> your porch has already been sullied by direct to or like did you did you get the seasonal lacolome in the mail or at the store? Uh in the mail. I when yeah, I that's... saw when I saw the ad, I my first thought was, well, I'll, you know, I'll I'll look at Target and some local places to just, you know, try it locally because the other risk of course is buying it online you you, you got to commit to a 12 pack and so which is you know i think maybe we've talked about this offline it's something i've tried to get a lot better at and i think actually have gotten a lot better at where i had a terrible habit of buying like six or 12 packs of of a beer or like just some kind of drink i wanted to try and you know nine times out of ten would try the first one and go oh man this sucks and then get stuck with you know five or you know 11 more cans or bottles of this stuff so i've really tried to get away from that and so i I did roll the dice a little bit with the luck cologne thing Mm -hmm. that is one of the things where since you don't you don't go into office all that much that is one luxury i still have is if i do buy something i'm like oh actually this is gross that's i mean the the money is still gone but at least it's not going to waste you can just it well, that's it's like putting something outside yeah. on the street in San Francisco. It'll just, it'll disappear in three hours. That that's the thing. It's like you know, the, I mean, the money's not, not. That's not a good feeling either. But like the worst part of it is just the you know, letting yeah. something take up a bunch of space in your house for a while, and then eventually just like dumping it all out. That that that's that's the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. All right, couple other quickies. Um, yeah, the mime stream thing. I'm still man. I'm still on the fence. I've I've. $50 is a lot of money. But the MimeStream app is pretty good. But have you ever gotten this thing where... Because MimeStream doesn't have an iOS app, obviously, and they probably never will. Uh, so you use the regular Gmail app on your iPhone, right? Yep. Do you ever have the thing where you have either moved or trashed or done something on your Mac and it the message reappears in the Gmail iOS app hours or days later? Ooh, no. Yeah, that's happening to me. That That's... An, but the thing is, when I look at like gmail.com, it's not, the issue wasn't there. So I think it's probably just an app, a bug on the Gmail app, but I don't know for sure. So yeah, I don't know. I still, I, I like it though, but yeah, $50 is a lot. That's a, that's a weird one. No, my, my experience has always been MimeStream and the iOS app always, the, the iOS Gmail app always being like totally in sync yeah the one thing actually and i'll just send a super super quick picture uh that i enjoy about the mime stream app is that it lets you be slightly more focused where i'm able to like instead of having like 25 labels all visible i can just have the ones i care about or use frequently you just add it to the favorites so yeah, it's it's it eliminates a lot of cruft, and it's mm-hmm. the app is so 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 fast. So yep, yep, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna push the well. You just remember to talk about or to move the restaurant talk to another day. Similar with the rest of the service fees thing. Yeah, let's 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 talk about some Max, some scary Max. <clears throat> well, yeah. So let's um let's kind of do this like upgrade. This actually was gonna be my suggestion for opening the entire show uh but but you did not allow for that so we can at least um let's have a clean oh. let's have a clean break so that i can so people the people can prepare for the incoming shame <laughs> so like so an upgrade mean- when they when they talk about an apple event they start by discussing their draft 
results. So we we did not yeah, we we don't do any of that. Yeah, we, so we did not do a formal draft um, either online or offline. But we did go out to dinner last week and make a gentleman's wager over. Did do, do you want to describe what was what was bet on? Well, so there was the the announcement that the event was going to be coined Scary Fast, mm-hmm. and it had a picture, or it had something that suggested it was Mac-focused. I forget if this was one of the things that was on the invite, or, or it wasn't even an invite, but it, there was something that people immediately knew, hey, it's the Mac. Well, I mean, actually, what else would it be? Because the iPhone's already out. Um, and then I was like, okay, Scary Fast, so sure, they're going to put the M3 in some stuff, and the iMac has not been touched in an extremely long time. I think like they've released those really pretty bright bold color m1 max in a 24 inch variety and not a 27 or anything else and i was like and i think a lot of other people thought this which is that hey it's super long in the tooth for an update and well scary fast that implies that something fast is coming down the line so i made a bet or i suggested that hey the imac is going to have something other than just the baseline processor in it and i would wager a three out of four dollar signs dinner on it and tim cook fucked me so i (laughs) cheap ass tim cook wait actually i haven't even verified is there there's no way to make it not be slow no you you can go no no no. hey no hey i no i won (laughs) you can you can pay an extra two hundred dollars and get two extra gpu cores the the, the not the non-broken chip yeah no no okay so hold on no we so (laughs) you go to buy.imac every mac has eight gigabytes of memory well tim so so hold so hold so hold on so we'll we'll, so that's that's another little segment i have is 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 going down the the rabbit hole of, of ordering an imac and realizing how expensive these things become but no we'll, we'll get there so yeah so the, the bet and jason snell's been on this beat for a long time too which is like well why wouldn't apple put the the pro version of you know whatever the current chip is in the imac and i does it, i doesn't have to be the pro or the ultra like it just did not just this, this well the, the basic one so i mean don't go nuts th- there there have been really no rumors or suggestions that apple's going to get away from the you know base level pro max ultra naming conventions and sort of you know levels of of chips that they have so like you know let's let's assume that that's kind of what they continue to run with for a while i mean sure it's possible that they come out with a pro mini or something at some point but like assume that the kind of current naming conventions and current varieties of chips stay the same um, which is kind of the assumption that I was making when when we were talking about this, like, and I, I've always thought this when Jason's brought it up too. Like, there, I, I think there is a zero percent chance that Apple would ever put an M3 or M4, like whatever MX Pro chip in 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 an iMac, and I and I think the 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 reason's pretty obvious, which is. This is a consumer marketed product in, in in exactly the same way that something like the MacBook Air is, and there's just no way that Apple is going to put a chip named Pro in a consumer I, model. So my my reasoning and what I was maybe wish casting, whatever the term is, like I was hoping there might be maybe a some because. 
they they have to make another a twenty seven inch iMac at some point. They have to do something that's not just this basic, basic twenty four inch Mac. Because not like I'm no people aren't like most people aren't idiots like me that are going to buy a Mac Studio and the studio display with a potato webcam and like waste six thousand dollars on that. So they have to have something else. So I think I was hoping. I think the way I framed the bet was that either the 24-inch iMac is going to have something other than the baseline thing, or there's going to be, whether it be an iMac Pro or a 27-inch iMac, there's going to be something that does not have the baseline chip in it. Because like right now, the desktop strategy is a little bit weird. Like How much does the Mac Studio start at? Two grand if you get the, not slow one, but the base one? Like There is space for them to have a 27-inch iMac again. I don't, I don't think that's a controversial thought. And it had been long enough where I was hoping that maybe that might be today. But so, so I, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm totally open to the idea of there being something like a an iMac Pro or iMac, whatever you call it, that's like a 27, 30 inch display, and it's kind of like this different model. I'm totally open to the idea of that having a Pro or maybe even a Max chip in it. But if that was coming at this event, that would have leaked. So I, I was pretty confident that wasn't gonna happen. And then the other reason I felt totally confident making this bet with you, and actually, rub it in. this is um, this is actually burying the lead a little bit. The, the most obvious reason this wasn't going to happen is Tim Cook's Apple is never going to allow a pro processor to come in a product that has cool colors. Like, there's just no chance that a pro-labeled chip is coming in a computer that comes in orange. Like, that's just not going to happen. And I, I felt that way before the event, and then hilariously during the event, there was this whole thing no, no, about no, the no, MacBook no. We'll Pro get, we'll getting get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. All right. Hey. But but seriously, Apple Apple has made this decision that anything that has Pro in the name only has to come in boring variations of silver, gray, and black. Are you saying that blue titanium is not fun? Oh, and yeah, I guess I guess bluish gray. All right, but uh, any any product okay. that actually right. has fun colors is, is is not allowed to have a. And I'm I'm only I'm actually only kind of half kidding. Like the the color thing with the iMac is part of the reason why I just felt really confident. Like yeah, there's no way Apple's putting a pro chip in this thing. Fucking the world's longest victory lap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. All right, fine. You won. It's fine. Um, yeah, fucking Tim Apple. Uh, <laughs> and, and and fucking Johnny. All right, or whatever his name is. Uh, Chip. Well, there's jo- we Johnny, about- Johnny, and John. Not not to be confused no, no, with d- one another. Well, is there John Saruji? Who who's the, who's the Chip boy? Chip guy. It's it is Johnny Saruji, right? Yeah, that's what I said. John Turnus. Yeah, and they and then they went they went like back to back in the event today, so. I, I had to jump on a call, so I stopped paying attention. So, but let's, let's talk briefly, and you'll provide more context than me because I only watched ten minutes of it. One, can we? I'm not making. I don't. Don't at me. I don't want to get ratioed. But just like I don't. Let's bring back in-person events. Mm. Like the these. I'm so tired of these videos. Like, or at least just make a regular ass video, like. One, there was the, the hyper-produced, like, let's throw in a bunch of celebrities and, and stuff in the 
beginning thing of oh here's how all these creatives use their mac great whatever like every every event even live events always had like a dumb like hey you're like let's it's a comedy sketch or just some something but like that i don't care about but all these apple park videos that have like this weird cgi and are just like hyper produced with all these vfx like it's been three years like we can we can stop these or just introduce stuff with a press release or a five minute youtube is just either go back to the old way or find a way to modernize it but just the whole we go to the chip lab and there's 20 seconds of whooshing vfx like it's fine just say it's a, a, a processor that's 12 percent faster which is what this is so yeah i'm i'm with you the the pre-recorded videos have gotten a little kind of samey and stale over the last couple of years and i and i also agree the ultra highly produced nature of them um it, it just yeah sometimes comes across i think the wrong way I don't, I don't know if you caught this part but they made a they made a thing of it at the end of the video that the whole thing was shot okay on a uh 15 pro max and See, i that's and I interesting 15 pro max and I, yeah actually i actually did think that was kind of interesting and and they yeah. they made it a point to say that the, that the entire thing so even like the the drone part and all like all that was was shot on an iphone which yeah it's kind of yeah. interesting although that's not actually that hard i mean like again you if you have the world's like if, if you have so many people who could do professional lighting for you the entire way and all the editing possibility in the world and i mean Super, super, super neat. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I mean, also like Joe Schmo with a, uh, if Tim Cook and somebody on the street was handed a 15 Pro Max, you're not going to end up <laughs> at that event. But, right, right. But, uh, but neat. I mean, sure. Yeah, cool. And also probably like a, a lot of a color grading and denoising and many, many other technologies that make video look nicer. But the, the video itself was probably shot on a phone. Sure. But but also like so I I'm and I part of me wants to agree with you with the in person thing like I, I I do partially agree with that but the other part of me thinks like like what's what's the point in in like having people fly across the country or globe? To, well, didn't they have some some well I well and I was party I, I was gonna York I was gonna get to that which is like yeah they had a thing like in New like, York that they apparently brought well, people to which well which, here's here's what's worse is that you have uh, all our favorite podcasters you have uh, Casey Liss and Mark Arman all flying across the country to go watch a pre recorded oh, video they? in well no every we've seen this I actually think I literally unfollowed Marco on 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 Instagram where he had them all like just so happy to be sitting in uh, on the outside no I don't mean for this event oh no I, for, I like, remember for, yeah I remember that I, I but yeah. did, did, was did was everybody at this thing today too no no not, not at all I don't oh, th- okay. I don't think there was an in person component at, in Apple Park uh, not at and Apple also, Park but they they brought people out to um, New York for yeah. this thing which which no but it, it was it was literally like a twenty nine minute video and and yep. the the computer is 30% faster, and instead of coming not, in light gray, not, it comes in black. Okay, it's not 30% faster, but... We'll, well, I mean, w- w- whatever. Mm-hmm. It can... Uh, we'll get to it. But I guess my point is, in terms of the in-person debate, or in-person event debate, again, we're, we're, at this, we're at this really stupid middle ground where we have notable respected people who are flying across the country to watch 
a video they could have seen on YouTube. So we're, we're uh, the current reality is not great. Like, I mean, I, I get it, but kind of eventually we got it. Like, otherwise just stop making it. So then don't just can't, don't do WWC. Don't, don't do anything that revolt. If there's not a, ch- the reason the old events were fun was one, the mystery of it, but also like there was like, the, uh, what, what's, what's his name? The, the, he, he was an, uh, he was a reporter and then turned VC. Uh, MG Siegler had a, a really good thing on his website, 500 ish talking about the fact that like, kind of the reason that like, Steve Jobs keynotes and so many other things were so fun was it they also always like the demos and everything always kind of seemed like kind of like a high wire like event like it was there was a level of excitement just in terms of the presentation and if you know everything's absolutely perfect and it's gone through 8000 revisions and it's it's less fun mm-hmm. again bring bring back the in person mm-hmm. so what they announce or were there was there any other like stagecraft uh, event ish stuff that was important to you um well yeah I I did think the way that they leaned into the Halloween thing was it definitely was half-assed, but at least it was (laughs) something, it just, it was something different, which I appreciate Because again, I think one of my main things from these pandemic era videos has been, they just, they've all felt very much the same. And this, this one did just feel a little bit um, different. I, one thing that is also interesting, though, with Apple's video choices and the, the fact that they included the iMac announcement in this broke this rule a little bit. But, um, you know, this whole event was kind of meant to take place at night um, and it was primarily focused on, you know, the MacBook Pro. And they do this with the iPhone event, too, where when they talk about the Pro phones, the video switches from day to night. So pro devices are, in addition to being associated to boring colors, are also for some unknown reason associated to night instead of day. Is that true? Oh yeah, like do, when do, it, you, do you just you just mean like the graphics? It's kind of like light mode versus dark mode. I, I'm not aware no, of. No, I mean so if you go back and watch any pandemic era iPhone video, hmm. the 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 entire video up until they get to talking about the pro phones takes place during the day. And then when they start talking about the pro phones, they bring Jaws out, and it 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 there's a transition from day to night, and then and then Jaws Weak's presentation is is done at night. Is this uh, is this a, a a unique observation, or did you read this somewhere? No, this is just, this has been an observation of mine. I think podcasts that I listen to have mentioned it as well. So yeah, there, there's an, there's, there's an association between pro and night with Apple, which. Um, I, similar to tying pro to boring colors really just has no basis in reality, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. So let, let's go through this event. So the ordering was not, at least not what I expected. I expected this event to be, you know, here's the M3. We're going to start with the base level chip. So we'll talk about the iMac first, and then we'll start talking about the pro and max chips. Um, and then we'll, you know, at that point, we'll start talking about the, the new MacBook Pros. But the the one thing that they did, which I don't think really got leaked at all, is they, and they, they, you kind of had to like read between the lines to figure out exactly what was happening. But they, they started talking about the MacBook Pros right away. And the way that they described them was, hey, here's a product that's going to have all three versions um, of our of our new chip. 
Um, and then you thought, okay, well, oh yeah, there's that like 13 inch MacBook Pro with a touch bar. So that's where the M3 is going to go. Um, but no, uh, it turns out that it's just the 14 and 16 inch. They're, they're getting rid of that 13 inch um, version with the, the touch bar. You, you literally can't buy that anymore from Apple's website. And now it's the 14-inch MacBook Pro that you can you can get with just a base-level M3 chip, whereas previously that has only been available with the Pro chip and and up. And that now starts at 1599 well, instead well, of I guess like 1999. Because that's funny because I because I saw somebody post that the, the MacBook Pro got a price drop and I'm like, oh, it pro- there's no way that's actually true. And there's now a much lower end version. Wait, is there actually? Does the MacBook Pro start at eight gigs now? Um, or is even or is even the base M three? Because if it, if a Pro machine starts with eight gigs, that's insanity. It it, it does, yeah. So the you the, betcha, yeah, yeah. I mean, so this this fourteen inch machine now, where that starts with the um just the base level M three, is is still the machine where like it's Pro in name. But it's it's still quite a bit different than the rest of the MacBook Pro lineup. Like even looking at the the 14 inch order page here, when you go from just the base level M3 up to the M3 Pro, which which starts at that same 19.99 price that the 14 inch used to be when you had to start with a Pro, that's you know that starts with 18 gigs of memory, um, and obviously the faster processor so this you know this 14 inch m3 machine is a you know slightly specced up more modern version of that 13 inch machine um that still had like the touch bar and was still like the old design and everything but and and it's you know it's hanging out there as a way to have something that has pro in the name not you know start all the way up at two thousand dollars Because apparently, like, I guess they, all the tech podcasts talk about this, where, like, some, you know, IT purchasers are, like, only purchase stuff that's got Pro in the name. And you've got consumers who are sort of just drawn to having Pro in the name. So this is, this is a way to, you know, offer people something with that, you know, with that need at, at, at a lower starting price. Um. So yeah, so it's it's the M3, M3 Pro, M3 Max. You know, we've we've kind of seen this story twice before now. It's it's, you know, good, better, best. It's, you know, the 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 Max is is um well, no, the it, the the Max is not two pros, right? It's it's the Ultra that's two Maxes. So I guess we haven't gotten to that part of the M3 story yet, but but yeah, it's it's the same, you know, good, better, best thing. Um, the 14 inch you can um, get with the M3 and go all the way up to the M3 Max, and then with the 16 inch, um, the Pro and the Max are the only two options. Um, and then with both the 14 and 16 inch. If you opt for the Pro or the Max chip instead of Space um, Gray, which has been um, 
the the color of the redesigned MacBook Pros, you instead get the new color space black. And if mm-hmm. you if you want a Pro or a Max chip in your MacBook Pro and you still want space gray, you can't do that. You you have to go with space black. I don't know why you would want to. Space black seems like a better color. Um but it 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 is it is one or the other. So I guess they <laughs> probably have a bunch of leftover space gray chassis that they need to get rid of and so they'll do that through the the base level M3 offering and then this new color, you know, comes with the the nicer um the nicer configurations. And I feel like, you know, all, again, like all the, all the details are are kind of the, like the same as what we've heard with the M1 and M2. It's, you know, it's it's across the line. It's it's more CPUs, more GPUs. Um they talked about some GPU thing that I that I really didn't understand. Um Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's kind of that's kind of the the M3 line and the MacBook Pro line. Did I miss anything? Uh, I mean, basically, I, I none of this is actually like terribly. I mean, we we if you were paying attention to the the benchmarking, like in all the stuff that went on with what, what's the uh, the iPhone 15 Pro have? Is it an A17 Pro? Is that what they're calling the processor? Yes. Yes. I mean, so the, and that was the first Apple device to have a three nanometer chip. Correct. Right. So I mean, you. I mean, you could kind of have done some back of the napkin or whatever, whatever the expression is, math on how how this was going to shake out. But but yeah, this this all makes sense for the M3. My, my biggest well, my biggest complaints here are mostly related to just like the bullshittiness about what the processor performance looks like. And you can throw a link. I have it in the Oval Office channel. But like Neil Patel had a good call like it's apple is was it jason who's the person who coined the term bezos chart i don't know i don't know i'm pretty sure it was jason snell but like they are going so hard on entirely contextless like uh uh, generation benchmarking because uh apparently at image processing what the hell does that mean the M3 Pro is 40% faster than the M1 Pro, even though the processor itself is like 13 to 15% faster as you suss out based on benchmarks of the like the iPad versus like the um the A17 Pro. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And at this point, like Apple Silicon is objectively great in terms of um battery life and heat and so many other things. Where it's all like it's all super incremental improvements, which is I mean, that's totally fair, but that part seems to be overselling it. Uh, for me, I mean, yeah, the the with the laptops, the thing like nothing else about them changed. The webcam is still extremely mediocre. Um, the price cut's not really a price cut, but the color looks nice. The color looks real, real nice. Yeah, the the, the color looks nice. Um, you know, going back to the performance chart thing, they they did do some of um what will the, the some of what's in the screenshot from Neilai which we'll put in the notes where they're comparing the M3 to the M2 and M1 there there definitely was some of that but there the thing that they really emphasized in the event was comparing M3 performance to basically like the highest level Intel 
Mac that had that had been made, you know, prior to the Apple Silicon transition. And then they they specifically said, like, you know, hey, if you haven't switched over from Intel yet, here's what you can here's what you get by coming over to Apple Silicon. So that that was very right. much like this event was targeted not at people who have purchased an M1 or M2 Mac, but people who are still on a on an Intel Mac. But is that not a case that had already been sufficiently made? I I, I don't think it's telling tales outside of school or that, that, that people don't already know that Apple Silicon is for almost all workflows or, or job types is objectively great. Like, because it, it is at most maybe 20% faster in certain tasks than the M1. I, I mean, I get it, but also are those people, it's kind of like the undecided voter thing. Like if you're not convinced or, or is this somehow the thing that you needed? But yeah, but yeah, Space Black looks nice. But I can't think of any reason to upgrade my laptop because, like, I, I have the M1 Max laptop with the with 32 gigs of RAM, and it's entirely fine. Like, I I'm going to use that machine until it dies. Like, there's nothing that I think this computer is not fast enough at that having a processor that is 15 to 20 percent faster is going to make a difference on like adobe's bloated applications are the way they are now like that's not suddenly going to get solved so yeah your your work laptop you you got to get like a very specked out 16 inch was yours an m1 or an m2 <clears throat> mine's a um, m1 max and yeah and do you ever feel the hell uh, feel held back by it or do you have any pretend you were being able to you're offered an upgrade would you even bother well i mean if, if, if it was being given to me sure but but no i mean it, that that machine is great and i i mean i i have much much simpler needs and and am just much less particular about this stuff than i feel like you are e- even even my macbook air which i'm recording on this which is just the the you know base level m2 macbook air um and i even have the one that people were you know bashing on where it 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 it's the just the 256 gig version where like the SSD speed is like slower or something than the oh, rest of the cares? models and like yeah like it's it's a fantastic it's, machine that yeah, does it's the amount of it's the amount of RAM that would freak me out but no but the, the yeah SS or like the IO throughput like get out of here uh, but people, but I mean like, like to argue about stuff for no reason I mean maybe with some of the work stuff that I do having more memory is is helpful but for my personal use there's just nothing that I'm doing where i need a bunch of ram but i mean you you and i use computers different amounts and in different ways so here sorry but i feel like i i probably am i mean no offense but i feel like i probably am more representative of most mac buyers where oh sure just you know like I mean, even something like that, I know we were kind of just, well, not bashing on it, but like the, the, that base level M3 14-inch MacBook Pro, like actually is more than enough computer than most people are going to need. And, and in fact, actually, that's maybe one of the odd things about it. Like if you're looking at this machine, why wouldn't you save, you know? few hundred bucks and just get a macbook air seems like you'd probably be better off with that but um oh no like macbook airs are so so tempting like if it wasn't for the lousy ram situation like it's 
that computer is so light and nice. It's yeah, it, it no, yeah, it it's yeah. And speaking of nice colors, the the midnight color on the MacBook Air, I really um I really like. Mm-hmm. Sort sort of an interesting color, not quite as interesting as the iMac colors, but yeah. Anyway, this uh, <laughs> uh somebody had uh. Again, these are all links on threads that I don't have. Uh, it's funny that you get the nice, oh, like with the space black laptop, you get the really nice color matched uh, MagSafe cable that always ends up in that weird glossy white charger. That's fun. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, these these charts, man. Uh, yeah. Anything else on the laptops? They they said something about the. They did a small thing with the screens now where. They they do something with showing like SDR and HDR content together, like in a better way or something. I don't, I didn't I didn't totally understand that, but that that was the only other hardware change that they mentioned. Is there's there's a minor minor update with the 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 screen that also somehow carries over to a cinema display if you're connecting it to a cinema display. Huh. I don't know when they when they when they mentioned that. I mean, it stood out because it was the only other hardware thing mentioned, and it also seemed like potentially something that you may be interested in. I I don't know. It seemed like a color accuracy thingy, which seems to be stuff that you care about. Oh, you betcha. Um, and then do we already talk about the fact that the touch bar is 100? I, I think you talked about that the 13 inch uh, well, MacBook Pro is is dead. We, but, that, but namely the touch bar, good riddance. Is we we actually dead. we we actually did this the same way that Apple did, where they never explicitly said, "Oh, you know, here's the new MacBook Pro lineup." You like you you really had to pay attention as they were presenting and go, "Oh, so they're talking about." the base level M3 being in the 14-inch model. So that must then mean that the 13-inch model isn't around anymore. Like, it, you, it, you really, that wasn't clear until you, you know, got on to um, apple.com slash MacBook Pro after the event and, and could really kind of see the, the lineup. I mean, you could kind of figure it out as you were going along, but it wasn't super clear until you could, you know, go to the, the order page and actually see it all laid out. But yeah, so if you want a MacBook Pro now, there's two options, 14 and 16 inch. Um, the 14, you can get all three chips, and then in the 16 inch, you can get the Pro and the Max. And if you want the new fancy color, you got to get a Pro or a Max chip. All right. Uh, big, uh, this goes back to our college era, uh, big uh, uh, black MacBook first gen intel MacBook yes vibes. oh 100% yeah except and not, similarly no no, the, uh, no no price upgrade no 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 hundred dollar no price. there is though because well i mean because it's kind of the same thing which is that on that one i don't know if it was a hundred i don't think it was that the that black one was more expensive i just think the black one only came in the high configs which mm. is basically what's happening here so i think it's actually the same okay that's fair yeah i think you're right all right are done with the laptops i, th- I think we are yeah Okay, so I'm going to send you another threads, a threads link, and you can uh, f- figure out a way to put this in the show notes. Uh, do you want to talk about America's favorite kitchen computer? <laughs> Fucking Apple. Th- their fake houses are so upset. At, 
in terms of whoever, again, pretend I had a larger square footage place. I think I'm probably the person most likely to put a Mac in their kitchen. Even I wouldn't do this. And I don't know who. Tell have have you ever visited anybody's home that has a desktop computer in the kitchen? No, no. Who who are these people? So anyway, again, uh, the guy who makes the Halide camera app is a very good follow on social media. But yeah, but literally nobody like I I spill stuff in the kitchen all the time. I <laughs> I don't I don't want I don't want onions and fennel on my on my iMac screen. Nobody. Why is this lady chopping? at peppers and have this decorative gourd so close to a computer that just has a power cable draped across the edge that is probably going to get tripped over in an hour <laughs> no i know what that, this I, image is so frustrating like for me like so, sometimes if i'm doing a like a longer recipe especially if it's something i've never made before mm-hmm. um and it's something that i've found online like it's not in one of my cookbooks I'll you know, I'll bring the iPad out to the kitchen with that the the stand thing that I have, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about on the show. Um, and that's you know that that sits you know well up off the the counter, yeah. and it and it's you know it's it's my you know five year old iPad, which you know is still a you know, it's it's not like it's a you know twenty dollar thing. Like it's still it's still pricey, but like I I get nervous with that still, <laughs> like. Like that's the, that's literally the only thing an iPad's good for. Like that is just it's it's a it's a glorified digital cookbook. Like you don't stop putting a Mac in here. Oh, Can you man. really imagine having to do software updates and and update one password on your kitchen computer? Who is this for? I mean, having and just the, the thought of having a keyboard like on my kitchen counter and just a nightmare. Like no uh you're, you're if you if you somehow for some reason were like i'm I'm going in on this idea even as a joke uh your dog would pull the power cable on that within a day for you, sure. you, you, yeah. you you would you yeah and do they offer accidental screen repairs on <laughs> imax i don't think they do um yeah I don't, all right I don't what's <laughs> this oh these images uh so was there anything actually because here's the other thing that I saw. Because again, all, everything I know about this event after the first ten minutes is just based on scrolling social media. People said that they the update on this was so minor that if you actually go to the IMAX webpage, nothing has changed other than they updated the wallpaper to show that it runs Sonoma. Like, is is basically nothing about these different? Yeah, the no no change in colors, no change in hardware, e- even all the way the down per- to the peripherals are still lightning. Well, yeah, so even all the way down to the accessories, which you know the the buzz coming into this event from I think German and and others was they were going to use this opportunity to switch from lightning to USB C on all their accessories, which makes sense because the iMac I think is the, is the only device that comes with peripherals bundled in the box, so. Kind of, you know, makes sense that if you were revving that machine, that you would, you know, rev your accessories to to you know be updated to USB C and and away from Lightning, which seems to be a connector that you're getting away from. But but no, all that stuff is still still Lightning. Um. So yeah, it, it I, I same same exact machine as before, just M3 um, instead of uh, M1 now. And you know, German yeah. German's been on this beat for year and a half or something now. He's been adamant that the base level iMac was you're not going to get the M2, was just going to go from the M1 to the M3, and that's yeah, that's exactly what's happened. 
and that and that's it. Yeah, the thing that cost me the most money was probably was the shortest thing. It's very frustrating. Um, but yeah, the the thing that I um, yeah, the 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 thing that is just which we kind of started alluding to um earlier is so I mean you can technically get one of these for twelve ninety nine, um, but that's a unit that. You know, comes with 256 gigs of storage, eight gigabytes of memory. Uh, does not come with the the power brick that's got Ethernet built into it. Comes with a Magic Keyboard that does not have Touch ID in it. So this is like a very, very you know, bare bones kind of version of the machine. You can very quickly spec this thing up. Like, so let's say you want the version of the m3 that's got all the cores working um so now you know now you're all the way up to 16.99 and and now you know you do get that fancy power brick you do get the magic keyboard with touch id so you're getting some other stuff with that too but you're still at eight gigs of memory so let's say that you want to bump that to 16 and let's say that you want to go up to like a terabyte of storage, which if you're using this as like a primary machine, I, I think that's that's not unreasonable. You're now at twenty ninety nine. Well, which just, so seems, I just seems like a lot for well, a twenty four inch computer. Well, so I just did the math on this. That this is a ter- that's a good call out. This is a terrible value because I so I just picked like so. What what is the Mac Studio I have here? The Mac Studio I have here is an M1 Ultra, 64 gigs, and four terabytes of space. But so I, I just picked a Mac Studio at random. I just said, "Hey, let's get the one with the Mac, the M2 Max chipset, which is a, a significantly better processor than the iMac. Let's get uh, 64 gigs of memory in it, um, and let's get two terabytes of space. How much is that Mac Studio? Do you guess? I don't know. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. An iMac with a base level M3." maxes out at 24 gigs of memory so you're you're the accountant what is that 38 40 40 gigs less yeah 40 gigs less of memory and the same storage is 2700 dollars. a computer that is so much worse is 300 dollars less and you know i mean the, the counter of course would be like well this you know the imax got the screen built in but you know it, <laughs> i i think with the, you know, like the mac studio if you're not some weirdo who's obsessed with 5k instead of 4k you just go get yourself a <laughs> really nice dell 4k display and that's no. that's not very expensive really and nice dell 4K. those those sentences don't or those words don't form a sentence <laughs> you're the it's, uh, it's, it's made so, of plastic some, so, someday you've got a someday plastic someday like you or jason sells got to explain to me why it looks wrong <laughs> and it I, looks wrong and un, you know unlike what we were talking about earlier with you know our computer needs are very different and so i'm I'm not all that particular about you know, like the performance of my computers i actually do think the displays both like on computers and in tvs like any kind of display i actually do think i am far more particular than most i mean you don't have to look any further than like that cursed samsung tv that you and i bought years ago um but I, I I do not get the the 4K versus 5K thing. Just it just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. But, the scaling is wrong. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, I mean, like 20, I think it's twenty twenty nine minutes. Maybe maybe it was the actual thirty minutes with credits. Um, short short event that barely qualified as needing an event. Correct. Um, appreciated them doing something a little bit different with the Halloween thing. Um, you know, very there. So they're very clearly supply constrained on the M three. I think that's why. This is being introduced in the iMac and the MacBook Pros instead of something like the MacBook Air, where if this was out in the MacBook Air, I just don't think they could make enough of the M3 to meet that demand. In fact, there was there was a weird transition where Tim Cook was talking about the Apple Silicon transition, and he had a line of that was something along the lines of like, oh, and the the um uh you know MacBook Pro and MacBook Air are like our best selling computers but today we're going to talk about the you know the MacBook Pro and he actually didn't even mention the iMac and then did of course didn't mention the Air um which was just kind of kind of odd but but yeah I I think they're clearly supply constrained with the M3 and so they're introducing it in products that don't sell at the same volume as something like a like a MacBook Air Mm-hmm. yeah and i kind of I, I do kind of assume that this will probably be the new strategy going forward now where they introduce like when they have a new version of, of the m series chip they'll introduce these three chips at once instead of separately like they've done with the m1 and m2 and then the <clears throat> the ultra version will you know come come sometime later yeah, because those are, are relevant just on a like unit basis, just because those yeah. only live in the Mac Studio and the Mac Pro. Right. Yeah. All right. Chef yeah. specials. Um. Geez, you're you might have to uh, you might have to go first. I don't know if I'm oh well prepared on that front. Oh dear. Okay. Sorry, I squandered a um. A show opener. All right. Uh, my pick is going to be uh, 1989 Taylor's version. Mm, yeah. It's, As though we've been we've been talking about, or everything I've been talking privately offline, and I will never say this publicly because nobody listens to this. Um, maybe in the summer, a little bit of oversaturation on the Taylor Swift as a country. Maybe a little bit. Mm. I I love her to death, and I again top half of 1% of Taylor listeners on Spotify three years running. But maybe 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 a little too much. But this album is great and the vault tracks are eh. There's 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 some winners, there's some losers there. It does feel a little bit like Midnight's 3.0, but it's uh very good. The 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 core songs so the two best songs on 1989 are Blank Space and Out of the Woods. And I'll fight whoever says anything differently. I feel like Out of the Woods does not get the appreciation, to, oh, I, appreciation I'm, it I'm, deserves. I'm right there with you. It is one of the best running songs. Like if, if you want to do cardio to Taylor, that is going to be like in your top three. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the re-record is, is quite good. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. That's a good one. Uh, mine, mine's not, not as exciting Although I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it, I think. So 
See, we're getting into we're, we're getting into um, holiday season, which of course means the um, the one time of year where I think about um, smart plugs. Um, and you know, we've talked on this show going back years, I'm sure, where outdoor smart plugs used to be a, like a very hard thing to find. I think the the iHome one that I had, and which I'm sure we've talked about on the show, like used to be like kind of literally like the one and only option. And, you know, those things were expensive. I think, you know, six, seven years ago, whenever I first bought my first one of those, you know, those, those things were like 60 bucks a piece, I think. And they only had, you know, one, one plug on them. Um, but the feature that I, that I really liked about that, that iHome thing was, it works with both the Amazon voice assistant and with HomeKit, and that you know that that's my setup here, which which we've also talked about plenty. Which is you know for my my whole smart home setup is if I'm interfacing with anything over voice, it's going to be with the Amazon assistant because that's what's built into my Sonos speakers all over the house. But if I want to interface with anything um, through like my phone or tablet or whatever. I don't. I don't want to use the Amazon Voice Assistant app for that. I want to use HomeKit. Um, so having a device work with both is really nice, but it, but is relatively um, uncommon um, with not only smart plugs but just kind of smart home devices in general. Um, but then you know these iHome plugs, which I'm I'm pretty sure we've also discussed this. They iHome like stopped making them and they stopped supporting the um, Amazon voice assistant integration, which I guess was something that is, is run. Well, I guess like all Amazon voice assistant skills is run in the cloud and not like on your local network, like HomeKit is. And so if, if a company shuts off their cloud services, then that stuff stops working. And that's what, that's what happened with the, the iHome outdoor switch. So like the, the one that I had, which is plugged into my my um, backyard lights. It continues to work with HomeKit fine, but doesn't work with the the Amazon Voice Assistant anymore. So I um, finally got around to looking like what are the alternatives these days, and it turns out that there's tons of them now. And the wire cutters pick, which is what I ended up going with, is the TP-Link Casa Smart Home Wi-Fi Outdoor Plug EP. 40a and the the model i guess is important because there's like the ep40 and i think that doesn't support HomeKit, but then the ep40a does <clears throat> I, I i don't i i think that's right um but anyway the, this this thing checks all the boxes it works with both the amazon voice assistant it works with HomeKit. the other cool thing that it has is it has two plugs on it which can be independently controlled and a neat thing with this one is my understanding is that some of these plugs that have two plugs that can be controlled independently sometimes those are limited where you can only control the two plugs independently if you're using the manufacturer's app and if you add it to HomeKit, it actually just kind of shows up like as one plug but with this particular device you can control both plugs independently, both if you use TP-Link's Casa smart app or if you control them in, in HomeKit. Like when you go through the HomeKit setup, they, you know, shows up almost like as if, you know, you're plugging in two, two different plugs. Um, so yeah, really, um, really nice. 
My one minor kind of Syracusean complaint about this is unlike the um, iHome outdoor smart plug that I had, and also unlike the um, the Wemo outdoor smart plug, which I also have, it it doesn't have anything doesn't have any little hook thing to mount onto the wall. So you just kind of have to leave this thing like kind of dangling from where you have it plugged in, or I, I guess you well, could get some like command strips or something and attach try to attach it to your wall that way. Well, all all the product images make it look like you're supposed to hang it decoratively like string lights. Yeah, but the the, my, the plug that I have is is like high up off the ground, so at least like aesthetically, it it would be nicer if I could set it up like I had the iHome one, where it was like fixed to the wall and not just dangling down like this one is. So I I need to tweak that a little bit. Um, but that that's my only my only minor um complaint um but the um but you know the 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 price is the price is great um you know it's it's um twenty seven dollars um and you know even more recently with the um the wemo outdoor plug um that i that i have a couple of now like those i think were the Forty, fifty dollars a piece, and those do have two plugs on them, but they're you can't control them independently. Um, so this, you know, this this is a a much more fully featured option, um, and you know, kind of kind of can't beat the beat the price. Interesting. So have you you have you run through the paces, or is this basically yeah, so this is... buy for for Christmas? <laughs> well, it's both. So um, I. Had had you know replacing that, th- replacing the smart plug for my backyard lights, which is really the only outdoor smart plug that I use year round. Like re- replacing that with something that could be controlled by the Amazon Voice Assistant again has been something that's been on the to do list for a while. And so I I bought one of these to to do that and set that up recently, and was was so impressed by it that I uh, proactively bought a couple of more. Which actually just arrived today, um, um, for the for the holiday season, and these these will be the these will be the plugs that I that I use for kind of all my outdoor holiday smart light needs. Okay, so one for each inflatable snowman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>